0: Hello there. Welcome back to Thriving Thursday. Welcome to the podcast. Today we have two special guests with us. We have (laughs) Kevin and Ali, which are dear friends of mine that I met through our um, community Bible study group about... I don't know, like nine months ago, maybe. They're pretty new yeah. to the circle, yeah. um, but I've gotten and grown really close to them in this short amount of time I've gotten to know them. They're awesome people. So without further ado, I'll let them give a brief um, introduction um, of themselves to you guys.
1: My name is Allie Escobar. Um, I'm born and raised in Sherman. Um, <laughs> I... Currently work at Master Key Bilingual Academy, and I also am doing speech therapy at Playworks. Um, I have a passion for working with kids, um, and I also have a little side business, a sewing business, so if y'all need alterations, hit me up.
2: What's up, guys? My name is Kevin Escobar, and I do underwriting for Globe Life. I work from home, dog dad, husband, to this beautiful lady here. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I have a passion for Jesus Christ and for math.
0: math yeah uh, where does that come from
2: I don't know because shout out Ender you know you know the vibes up here (laughs) (laughs) no I don't I really don't know it's always just come natural to me math has been easy and so I stuck with it
0: I'm jealous I math is not anywhere near talent for me yeah (laughs) no
2: I don't blame you it was tough but
0: (laughs) that's why I'm a psych major Yeah. (laughs) yeah Um, Okay, so we will start with maybe sharing, both of you guys, I believe, have a powerful testimony, Mm -hmm. and I don't even know the depths of y'all's testimony, so I think this podcast episode will be very special um because it'll help me get to know even a little deeper you guys i know brief um and y'all's relationship testimony too i believe is beautiful Mm -hmm. so without further ado um (laughs) whoever wants to start let's go ahead and maybe talk about your testimony how you guys came to the church and then the bible community you're in now with us
1: um yeah
2: ladies first (laughs) the respect
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay so like i said before i grew up in sherman um So I grew up going to Fairview Baptist Church, um, and I got saved when I was, like, six years old. Um, I remember being in my living room at the house I grew up in and um, accepting Jesus into my heart. Um, And then I got baptized there, and my mom was, like, the children's minister there. So I was basically, like, a church rat. Like, I was always at church. (laughs) Um, Like, I just loved being up there, and, like, I would sing and stuff because as a kid, you know, like... Everybody can sing and like they're not scared, so yeah, I would like get there. Yeah, you think you like, think you're like there, the best? You're like, <laughs> literally he hitting yeah. the Ariana Grande notes. <laughs> yes. So I did all that, and um, then like probably when I was like about to go to middle school, my mom left. She quit doing that at the church, and we left that church. Um, and we were looking for a church, and we found Sherman Bible, so we started going there for a while, um, and then like we kind of started falling off a little bit. Like, we weren't going to church as much, like, as a family. And then, like, me personally, like, I would go on Sundays and then sometimes on Wednesdays. Like, but I just wasn't, like, really connected there. Um, I would help serve in the nursery and stuff, but I wasn't, like, putting, like, my all into it, I guess. Um, And so then we... I guess we'll talk about us more later. But, like, so uh, I ended up moving to Denton. Um, I graduated high school. I ended up moving to Denton. Um, And this time period, like, was really hard for me. Like, I was listening a little bit too much into, like, what culture says that we should do and things Mm -hmm. and wasn't, like, in God's word and wasn't spending time with God. So I... Was kind of just like pushing him to the side and was like, "Hey, like I'm young, I'm gonna do what I want, and I'll come back to you when you I'm like to older." You went to Denton for college, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I went to Grayson for two years, um, and even in that time, like it was just really, really rough. Um, just so about like, the Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I graduated there. We went to Denton to go to UNT. Okay. Um, go, Green. And so, like, our my beginning, like. Time there was really hard, Um, just like partying a lot and doing things like that. And then we started – I really started feeling convicted about the things that we had been doing. And I was like, we need to find a church, and we need to get back into it. And so we started looking for churches in Denton, and we found this amazing church, Valley Creek. Shout out the homies there. Shout out the homies in Denton Um, and Flower Mound. Because it was just like the first time that I felt like I'd ever had a community – of people around me that love Jesus and that, I don't know, just like poured into me and that I could pour into them. And like, yeah. they just understood what it was like to be a Christian and to like be going to college and doing things like that. So yeah. um, we started going there, but like, unfortunately that was like at the tail end of like mm-hmm. our experience in Denton, which was a good thing. Cause I feel like it boosted us into like coming back here um, because coming back here was hard because we were coming back to like, old habits I guess and things and Mm. um, things like that so we moved back here and we got married which was awesome Um, finally because I had been waiting a long time shout um, out to all the married couples out there (laughs) yeah shout out shout out so then um but things were still like rough and so then we but we were looking for a church um and we found Legacy Bible Church shout out we love them um and so we started going there, um, but we just, like, didn't have friends our age. And so then that's when we found the Bible study, um, and that has been, like, amazing for us, like, that community. So, yeah. And so, yeah. So basically, like, when we moved back to Sherman, I really was, like, feeling convicted about drinking, Um just, like, I thought it was, like, so normal, I guess, just because everybody was doing it. And I mm-hmm. thought that, like, this sounds really dumb, but I was, like, God is just going to, like, forgive me, you know? And, like, I'm young and he's going to, like, understand that. He's going to understand that I was young and, like, I wanted to party kind of thing, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know. Like, I just, there, like, came too many times where I was, like, looking in the mirror at myself, like, and I'm, like, do you really want to, like, be like this? Is mm-hmm. this is this who is acting like this? the person that like shows Christ like to people because like I was hurting people and like just when you wake up in the morning and you have to apologize to people, yeah, you know, that's not showing God's love. And that's not, um, just being a good Christian. So, um, I finally like felt really convicted about it. And so, um, and it helps like being around people who weren't doing that too. And so, um, we stopped, doing that and like I'm not saying that I don't drink like now because like I'll have a drink and stuff but like definitely like I think the level that it was at was unhealthy and not
0: yeah well sure like the bible doesn't say don't drink he says don't get drunk yeah so I don't necessarily think having a drink now and then is a sin um A lot of people like to say, his first miracle is turning water into wine. Yeah, Yeah. I don't really use that as a saying, but like he says not to get drunk. Mm -hmm. So when you are getting drunk, it is a sin. That's written in scripture. So we know that. So yeah, I understand that.
1: And I think like also just like my personal relationship with Jesus, I know that I was saved as a kid. Um, I believed in Jesus and I loved him with my whole heart. But I think that just in the past three years, I've really like understood, well, more like what it is to have a relationship with Jesus, and to like, just see the things that He's done in my life, like that I never would have thought that He could do, mm-hmm. um, has just been amazing. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I love I love that story because it's like you know I think especially around Christianity, there's like this um, I don't know like this this message that we're perfect, that we've never sinned, that we're perfect, we never swear, we've never sweared, we've never um, done these things that are bad or that Mm. are sinful. And so to other people, we might look just like these perfect Christians that Mm -hmm. have it all together. But being honest and transparent with other people shows them that, like, hey, we're not perfect. Like, we sin every day. We have sinned. Mm -hmm. Um, We're made of flesh, and we're going to be like that. But it's the matter of the fact where we have grown in the relationship with Christ. We receive conviction. And then conviction is what makes us feel bad about what we do because our Holy Spirit that's within us knows. The Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit that's within us knows, um, like, hey, that's not what you should be doing. That's not glorifying the Lord. And that's what calls us to repentance. Mm-hmm. Then when we come to true repentance, we're able to turn away from those things um, and truly ask for forgiveness. Um, and then that's what allows us to repair our relationship with the Lord when we feel distant from him because of sin or we feel um, like you know, our relationship with him can never be good enough. And then that repentance withdraws that relationship to become closer. And then the 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 further we grow from those sins, because when you're truly sorry about something, the less you want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then that's what grows you closer to the Lord. But anyways, thank you for mm-hmm. sharing that and just being transparent with it because I love transparency, and that's mm-hmm. what I want is transparency because mm-hmm. uh, it gives a message that there's nothing to hide, there's nothing yeah. to be shameful about because it's already been redeemed. Yeah. And that's the testimony, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah. So yes. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> now to you. Oh dun, gosh. Dun, dun, follow up <laughs> with
2: that, right? No, yeah. So my upbringings were like more so not going to church, not growing up. My mom and my parents would like go to the they would go to Catholic mass. Um, but it was they didn't go every Sunday and I grew up, you know, um Following, like, a lot of stuff I would see at school. And a lot of my friends weren't, like, the best friends that I had. Like, they weren't the best people, per se. Um, It really wasn't until probably, because I wasn't always a bad kid. But I grew up, (laughs) you know. I wasn't born that way. I
0: wasn't always a bad kid. I I feel like, no,
2: yeah, really. I, I feel like I was a good kid up until probably, like, fifth grade. Like, Piner. Once, you know, the our brains start thinking a little more and I was enslaved to a lot of uh, like addictions like porn and vaping, smoking, um, a lot of stuff, stealing. I mean, anything that I would do, I felt like anything that gave me like a rush, you know, I was always trying to, to yeah, I was always trying to like feel this fulfillment because a lot of my household problems, you know, that's what, what am I trying to say here? So, okay, my household situation wasn't very good a lot of times. It was a lot of physical, sexual abuse in the house, verbal, all, all of it. And so that, I, I turned to a lot of bad things. Oh, that's where a lot of my addictions came from. So I was really deeply enslaved to a lot of those things. I always knew, in, in hindsight, I knew God was watching over me, watching my back, Because there was probably a lot of bad things. I was in a lot of bad situations and places that, you know, by the grace of God, didn't turn out worse or in terrible situations, you know. Um, Yeah, so a lot of my... I had a lot of father-like figures in the household. Um, Not good ones either, you know. But um, I never truly felt like the love of a father that I should have felt I feel like um and so again going back to all my addictions to try to fulfill that in my heart you know when now I know that Jesus is the only one that could do that um so I really want to thank you (laughs) because you know she's the one that brought she well okay okay I guess we'll talk about us together later but she's the one that brought me to start going to church and stuff
1: so yeah so I started bringing to church and yeah Cause you grew up like around a bunch of different types. Like one of his stepdads was Jehovah's witness. So he like was getting taken to that church. So I guess like you could say like you never heard like the true gospel. Mm. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you had a lot of like different, even spiritual uh, leadership in the house basically. Okay.
2: Then I found the gospel. I found Jesus Christ, you know, my best friend, somebody that like I could go to anytime when I was, trying to fill that void in my heart, whether it was the father figure, because we're told we're adopted into a perfect family, you know, have a perfect father yeah. who shows us unconditional love all the time. Yeah. Um, and I always tried to get over my addictions, like, with different methods. So, like, a lot of the times I would hit the gym, you know, the gym was, like, different, uh, what's the word? Yeah, like, different like outlets yeah. to
0: try to, like, overcome yeah. those addiction
2: and yeah and so I always thought to myself that like I could I could do it by myself like if I do these things you know I wouldn't have the issue anymore but they would keep bringing up I mean it was getting to the point where like you know I was just losing myself I don't, I, I I was just dying to it you know yeah. I was feeling like every day was just another day it was getting like routines um I just felt like a it was like little to no purpose to live. And so I eventually did try to take my life away. Um, And like I said, by the grace of God, I'm still here, you know? Yeah. Praise Um, the Lord. Yeah. Praise him.
0: We love you so much.
2: And (laughs) eventually I learned because I was, okay. So once I was introduced first to the church, um, I would see a lot of those people going to the church and, you know, it was it was just, like, another day, like, another Sunday that they're just going to church, going to church, and then doing the same stuff that they were um, doing at home behind closed doors or whatever you it may be. You
0: saw other people doing that, is what you're saying?
2: Yeah. Okay. And so I feel like I tend to do a lot. I follow a lot of the time. Mm. I, and especially, like, a lot of these people were, you know, leaders of the group. You know, they're look. I looked up to a lot of them. Mm. And so I followed in their footsteps. And I would just show up on Sundays and Wednesday night worships and... You know, I would raise my hands and play the part or whatever. I would play church is what they called it. And and so, uh, but I would go back home and I would be doing the same things, you know, enslaved to this addiction. But um, <clears throat> it probably wasn't until we went to a summer Bible camp with uh, with Sherman Bible, shout out Sherman Bible. Um, I really finally got the first experience of like the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and like just like the peace and the joy and the happiness and the fulfillment that I was looking for finally like just came on to me. We were we were having like a little it was called like a jam session, like a Jesus and me just praying by myself. And it was just so overwhelming. And, you know, ever since then, it's like I haven't looked back and I've been you know, it wasn't like a next day situation where it was like it was better by the next day. It was slowly it was like gradual. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just being in in scripture, and in prayer, and just growing my relationship with Jesus, like, really helped out with that addiction.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's, how did overcoming those addictions feel, once you were able to, like, leave it at the feet of Jesus, and allow the Holy Spirit to redeem you from those things, how did that feel, overcoming all of those addictions?
2: I mean, it was just, like, so much weight off my shoulders, like, even just, like, confessing it, not, like, to her, obviously, and you know, just in prayer and confessing it to him. I mean, it was everything, you know, it changed my life. So
0: yeah. Um, I feel like addiction is one of those things where I think now it's being more talked about, but I don't think it's always been that way. Like it's been something that's been really hidden. I think even in the church.
2: Yeah. A lot of people don't like talking about it. I mean, I definitely was super ashamed of it, you know, like embarrassed almost like to not Want to bring it up to anybody? Sure. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's something that's really personal, and something yeah. that, I mean, who is proud that they've been addicted to something? Yeah. Addicted has this bad connotation to it because of how like intimate that 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 it can be. Yeah. You know, no one needs to know about your addiction because you can do it so secretively. Mm-hmm. You know.
2: Yeah. That's and that's what I feel like. That's how the enemy constantly keeps you back. You know, chained in is, you know, you're always alone, and that's what most of the time is when it happens.
1: And yeah. It had a huge effect on our relationship also yeah. together. Yeah. So yeah. it definitely wasn't something that just got fixed. It was like a process, Yeah. you know, and there's a lot of things and there was things together that I feel like we were honestly addicted to. And so like, it just was a long, well, sure. Because
0: if you haven't worked on those things mm-hmm. as individuals and you, Go into a relationship. Unfortunately, we carry our habits, we carry mm-hmm. our characteristics into that relationship with that person. So yeah. I mean yeah, that's like, you know, bound yeah. not bound to happen, but like it's only natural for yeah. that to yeah. happen. Yeah. Until you guys are redeemed, you know, and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. those those things are put now in the past, you know, or they're being yeah. worked on. Because it's yeah. a process like you said, it doesn't happen overnight that yeah. Hey, you were addicted to this thing for so many months, so many days, so many years, and now it's gone overnight. You know, unfortunately, that's not how it works. Yeah. Mm. I think
1: another huge thing is like asking for forgiveness and then asking for help. Like, because I feel like a lot of times uh, the things that I struggled with, like, there's no way that I could have just stopped on my own. Like, I had to like ask God to help me. Like, when I was like serious and when I was ready, like, You know, I I wanted to be done. Like, I was like, God, like, please just help me. Like, Mm -hmm. help me to stop, to not want to crave this anymore, like to crave you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it's because we're made of flesh. And I think Mm -hmm. maybe once you tap into something and it becomes a habit, it's harder to break it, you know. But I think that's the beauty of the verse where um, we're told to confess our sins to one another. Because once you confess something verbally, and I've read studies on it you're exposing something to other people and there's something about that that drives you to like fix it and to Mm. work on it really because we can say to ourselves I don't want to do this or um, I'm no longer going to do that but it's one thing to say and one thing to do it when we're saying it to ourselves it's much more harder to actually go through with it but when we're confessing it to someone else it's almost like it's a nature in us to like want to change it so that you can make that other person proud or so that other person can see that change in you. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the most um, helpful things you can do when you are struggling with addiction is no matter how shameful you might feel or guilty you might feel, to go and take that to someone, to the right person. That's going to actually help you, Mm -hmm. not encourage you to continue the addiction, but that's going to encourage you to break that. And then that confession is what is the key to like getting help yeah Yeah. you know
2: Mm. yes yeah that was the biggest thing like coming forth is just like the first step you know like once you but like once you once you come out and confess it it's like you feel that weight off your shoulders and then there's so many people like in the community that will help you out
0: yeah yeah so then okay so then that's both of your stories and then, so how did that intertwine? And I know you mentioned a little bit, did affect mm-hmm. your relationship? How did that intertwine with then? Cause you came to Jesus because you met Allie and yeah. Ali introduced you to church. So then how did, how did overall your relationship? Cause you guys met in middle school. Yeah, yeah. I guess we should start at the beginning. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Go ahead. So like, so Kevin and I met in middle school. Um,
2: Let me paint the picture. Let me paint the picture. <laughs> okay. So it was like, it was last day of eighth grade and you know they do all like the football game the soccer game the basketball games and stuff they do all these activities and lunch it's and celebration yeah, day. yeah yeah celebration <laughs> day and so me and a couple of my friends they were holding a three-on-three soccer tournament and so i was super like nervous about that and i wanted to win so bad and i literally remember telling because so we had a lot of the same friends like a lot of we were both in band and so a lot of them knew that I was going to ask her. And I don't know if you knew this, but, like, I'm pretty sure most of our friends, like, had told you that I was going to ask you. I don't know if you remember that or not.
1: Oh, no. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you were going to ask
2: me. Yeah. And so event- I was super nervous about the game. And then I was just, like, going up to her. We, I mean, I guess you can say how I had asked you.
1: Yeah, we were just, like, walking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were just, like, walking to his game, like, because he's about to play. And then he just, like, looks at me. He's like... You want to be my girlfriend? And I was like, Aww. yeah." <laughs> Wait, so this was in middle school? Yeah. yeah. Dang. And so then, like, we we were like boyfriend and girlfriend, like boyfriend and girlfriend, because we like didn't actually go anywhere, but like yeah. we went to his game and he like won, and I was like, "Ah, my boyfriend." Yeah. <laughs> and then we like walked. That was when Brahms was like over there by by Piner. Uh, By Piner, so like we all walked to Brahms and like had ice cream and stuff. Yeah, so it was like a really good yeah first. But then like
2: fast forward,
1: we broke up like go
2: ahead, uh, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so (laughs) then like we broke up like probably like two like a month or two later, Mm -hmm. and like we weren't together like all freshman year because I was tripping and um oh, you your head up. <laughs> so then like we were kind of like off and on like I don't know like we were always friends like he was like yeah. my best friend and like I think that's the reason like I don't know that like I like a just... relationship
2: is so good I feel like we're super goofy around each other you know we just we're super comfortable with each other and like yes. we just bounce off each other a lot
1: yeah well and like even when like we weren't dating like at that in that small time period like Kevin would still like be there for me which Aww. was like huge like that was like a big deal to me because I was like I've done him, like, wrong, and, like, he's still, like, (laughs) is there for me, like, you know. it's a true best friend. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Yeah. But then, like, so we got back together the end of our sophomore year of high school. Um, And so we've been together ever since then. Uh, (laughs) Without breaking up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's been a long time. (laughs) Yeah. So then, like, I started inviting Kevin to church, Mm -hmm. um, and so he started coming with me. And um, he accepted Jesus into his heart at church. Um, But there was just a lot of things. I feel like that we, I don't know, like did wrong, I guess. Um, Like, um, I don't know. I don't know where I want to go with this. But like we were like having sex and like doing things that we shouldn't have been doing in high school. Um, And so... That kind of like set a bad tone for our relationship, I guess. Sure, Not only sure. like with each other, but with God, yeah. Um, because it was something that I felt really guilty about. But like at first, like since Kevin didn't, like wasn't a Christian, like
2: I didn't really see what was wrong with it. Yeah, per se.
1: gotcha. And so yeah, like, your was, vision of it was already skewed yeah. because yeah. of yeah your upbringing. And so it was like a really big deal for me, like because I always knew that I didn't want to marry someone who wasn't a Christian. And so I feel like for a long time that was the first like issue for us, um, because I loved him (laughs) a lot and, but I knew that, you know, like I can't be with someone who's not a Christian, you know? so like for a long time, like that was, um, really hard. And then we started like, I guess just like getting numb to doing things like the way that we've been doing them. And like, I would feel really guilty, but I was just like, just like pushing it down, pushing it down. Mm -hmm. Like, and so then we moved in together when we, we went to Denton, and we moved in together, um, and I guess like we really started drinking and like partying and stuff. Well, like me, like us together, um, when we graduated high school, um, and so yeah, I just I just thought it wasn't really a big deal. Like I thought it, I felt bad for it, and I knew that it was not okay, but I just felt like it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it was like habitual me, sin. Yeah, so it just turns yeah. into comfortableness, and like everyone around me was doing those kinds of things, and so I was like, like it just. I normal. feel like that's a
0: big issue or, like, big, like, problem in today's day, too, is, like, we're so influenced by culture, social mm-hmm. media. Like, it's so hard not to be because that's all we see and that's all we're exposed to. Yeah. And it's only natural for human to see so many people do something and a trend and you follow it. Yeah. Like, that's in our nature. We're not born to be leaders, yeah. you know, but we're called to be leaders. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're called to that is to be different. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... um but we started going to Valley Creek. Um, yeah,
2: super good church community. That was probably, I'd say that was probably like the first time we've experienced like a, f- a friend group. That's like really on fire for the Lord. Like they were really like, yeah, they were super good.
1: Yeah. And, um, we started like cleaning up our act a little bit. Like we really just like had to come to God. Um, cause we were obviously living together we lived together the whole time up until we got married. Um, but we had to ask God to help us um, with that area in our lives, and um, he did. And Maybe
0: share um, why is that not something that should be normalized, or why was that wrong? For... Okay.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, <laughs> in the Bible it says yeah. to only have sex within the confines of marriage, mm-hmm. and it is a big deal because, like, I don't know – Like, when you're young, you don't think it's a big deal because you're like, okay, I'm just having sex. But, like, when you have sex with someone, like, it is such a big, like, a huge bond. It is literally, like, an act of worship in the right circumstances. Like, it is something that's supposed to be beautiful and it's something that's supposed to be... um, It's, like,
2: the most intimate covenant you can have with somebody.
1: Yes. Like, and so when you do that outside of marriage, like, it just causes a plethora of problems. I mean, just jealousy and like even issues like after, cause like I had heard someone say this, like before you're married, the devil just wants you to take your clothes off. The devil's like, take your clothes off, take your clothes off, take your clothes off because he knows that that's not what God wants. And then when you get married, the devil's like, keep your clothes on, keep your clothes on, keep your clothes on because God wants you to have sex when you're married. But the devil's like, no, I don't want that because God wants that. Yeah. And so like, it just, it just flips everything upside down. Yeah, I mean, I'm it just sure. flips his whole plan upside down. Honestly, yeah. I mean, yeah. and yeah, so it was something that was hard. And like, especially so you guys saw those conflicts firsthand then in your relationship. Yeah, yeah for okay. sure. And especially like at the beginning, like when Kevin wasn't a believer and this kind of ties into why you need to be with someone evenly yoked with someone. Mm-hmm. I mean, even dating. Um, because obviously God redeemed us in our relationship. Yeah. Like, think... thank God. But like, you should be with someone who's a believer because like, those things, um, like he didn't understand, like he didn't understand why I felt guilty about it mm. at first. And so like, it was really hard for me. Cause I was like, okay, but like <laughs> it yeah. says this, yeah. you know, but he wasn't in that same mindset. So that was, that caused like a lot of, yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think for me, it was like, especially hard because you know, we're, we're made in the image of God. Right. And so I felt like for me not having that background or having like been saved Or, you know, just like the upbringing of going to church. um, I felt like like my image was our relationship when we know that like our image is with Jesus. You know, we should we should love Jesus before we love anybody else, you Mm -hmm. know, or our relationship should be strong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes completely complete sense. Mm -hmm. So then for you guys, um, what was that breaking period like? When you guys were able to understand that what you guys were doing was wrong, right? Living together and living in habitual sin, what mm-hmm. was it like to break that and uh, to be redeemed from that? What was the redemption point in that, the turning point for that like in your relationship I mean, of breaking that habitual sin of just living together and having sex without even being married? Mm-hmm. Like, when was that? Sure. Like, yeah, like, how
1: was that switch? How did the Lord save you guys from that? Yeah, so I guess, like, being around other Christians who were in a relationship, who were dating, um, Mm -hmm. was really, like, the point where it started, like, really tugging at me, Mm -hmm. at us, Mm -hmm. um, and we had started doing premarital counseling. We weren't even engaged, but, like, so we obviously had been together a really long time, um, and I knew we were going to get married, and, um... But it just wasn't, like, our timing yet. And so we started doing premarital counseling. um, And, like, the lady was like, I just feel like y'all know everything about – because it's kind of like premarital counseling is kind of like – because, you know, you might not know your partner that well. You might not know how they handle – or, like, because you're not supposed to live together. So you shouldn't know certain things. Yeah, yeah. And we already knew so many things about each other and, like, about how we communicate and how we – argue and things like that and so she was like i feel like the lord like is just wanting you to talk to me about something and so i brought it up to her i was like yeah actually like i feel really bad about us like living together and like having sex and stuff and she was like you need to give that to god she's like you need to like we need to end our call right now and y'all need to give that to god and like ask him to help you stop and so that was probably like i don't know like a
2: year before we got married yeah
1: like maybe a little less than a year before we got married and so we did and um Yeah. And so then we waited until we got married, which doesn't seem like a big deal, but it is a big deal because it was really hard. And, um, there's just no way we could have done it without God, without asking him. Yeah.
2: I mean, it definitely goes into like daily things. I mean, like arguing all the time, like not arguing, right. So we learned that like after that's all that stuff is redeemed, you know, but, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, for you guys, (laughs) um, bringing that to her and then praying about it and letting the Lord like kind of just like guide you through forgiveness. Mm -hmm. How did it feel once you guys were married and you guys knew that like what you're doing is pleasing in the sight of the Lord and is glorifying to him? How did that feel transitioning from living in habitual sin to living in something that's glorifying the Lord that you desired with each other?
2: I think for me, it was like confirmation, you know, finally, like, turning my life over like not to say that like you should you should obviously strive to get married right but that's not like everything but for me that was like a lot that was like I mean it was super emotional day whenever we got married right Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was like sorry I I keep freaking forgetting what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) it was
1: just like a really good it was an amazing feeling for me because like just how much that we had grown like spiritually yeah. and in our relationship, mm-hmm. like thinking about where we were and where God had brought us and like, just knowing that there was no way that this could have been done like without him, yeah. um, yeah. was just amazing. And just knowing that like we were doing it right. I mean, it just felt, it felt amazing. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, with you guys, it's a beautiful story because you guys allowed the Lord to move in your lives, but not everyone gets to that point. And I think that's what makes the difference because I can be, I can live that life and just be closed off to Mm -hmm. receiving the Lord and, and the Holy Spirit's guidance through a process of forgiveness. But you guys were open with that and you guys allowed the Lord to lead you through that. And I think that's what makes the difference. Um, And again, it goes back to culture. Like it's hard to do that in a culture that's continuously promoting Things that are not of the Lord. Mm -hmm. But then again, it depends on what culture you're following because now I think believers are gaining a platform and culture because, you know, they're expanding themselves as far as like sharing what the gospel is openly and like Mm -hmm. testimonies like we're doing openly. And this is what brings other people to hear this message and be like, I want that too. I've been going through these addictions, but I'm realizing that. I'm addicted because I'm trying to find an outlet and a fulfillment in something. And what is it? Hey, let me try the Jesus thing. yeah, and then you figure out the Jesus thing isn't a lie. He's real. yeah, yeah. and the Holy Spirit is real. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is real, yeah, you know,
1: yeah. And for me, it was like huge. Like in the past like year, just like knowing that this whole time, like I believed in Jesus, but I was living in habitual sin. And the fact that he could still just, like, I don't know, just, like, pull me out of that and say, like, I still love you. Like, mm-hmm. like that's just something that, I don't know, it's just a really good feeling. Yeah. Like, it just makes you feel like he really, really does care about you. And yeah. I think that's just, like, the first time in my life that I, like, um, really felt, like, his presence and, like, how much he does love us. Because, yeah. like, I feel like we get taught all the time, like, in church that he loves you and, like, that he's always going to forgive you. And But, like, I feel like people don't talk about enough, like, when they do mess up. And so you think, like, mm. if I'm not, like, not perfect, but if I'm not, like, following all the rules, like, he's not going to love me anymore. Like, he's not going to forgive that. But, like, that's just not true. <laughs> yeah.
0: Allie, 100%, that's not true. And, like, I, I've even believed that. Like, I know there's other people that believe this, that, like, I screw up and because of my past, there's no way God can bring me to this calling because of these things I've done. Like, who am I to have a platform? But God uses the people that have been through the most Mm -hmm. hard things because those are the things that like are going to bring other people to the true feet of of forgiveness. Like, you know, I have a different past than Kevin, I have a different past than Ali, mm-hmm. but my specific past is going to help so many other people versus your past is going to help different people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how God uses our past to show his love, to show his forgiveness to other people. And so I think that you just like exposing all of this, not even exposing, it's just being transparent. Yeah, You being transparent about these things is what makes a difference. And they, open and vulnerable Christian that's willing to share what the story of forgiveness and love looks like yeah. because the true the true fact here is that God does turn our messes into beautiful art pieces and he doesn't care what you've done he doesn't care how many times you've gone against him knowing that it's wrong what you've done Mm -hmm. he's still gonna be there with his arms wide open saying come here my child I love you I forgive you I want you I've chosen you and that's where that scripture comes in where he's like I formed you in your mother's womb Mm -hmm. like I was there I've loved you from the very beginning because because how else can you tell me that you guys can stand here and be here today going through all those things mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the grace yeah. of God and like mm-hmm. how many other people yeah. you know me like there's so many things so many different ways my life has p- could have played out there's no other way besides the grace of God mm-hmm. that it's turned out this way Yeah. you know Yeah. Um, so yeah thank you guys for sharing I don't know is there anything else that you want to share that you want to say before we close
1: out, I guess just like, um,
2: I definitely would have not seen myself like a few years ago, you know, and we're like, we're serving, we're serving our yeah. church now. And yeah. I mean, I guess it really goes to show that like, whenever it talks about in the Bible where it's like the, the God uses broken vessels to do like eternal work. Yes. Right? yes. That's So good. And that's literally like, I feel like that's what we're going through right now because we just started serving at our church for a middle school ministry. So, yeah, super excited for that.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's already been like such a blessing in our yeah. lives just like getting to be with like even the other adult leaders cuz they're like older than us and mm-hmm. them like getting to pour into us and like the leader there, Chris. Um, Shout out Chris. We love Chris so <laughs> yeah. much. Just like already so many things like have been happening and like moving and like only God I can do that. Like only he can set it up how it's been set up for us. And yeah. so, yeah, it's been awesome. Like, we're just starting out still, but um I know that's going to be really good. How but. does it feel so far,
0: like, doing ministry together? Because that's awesome. And that's what God wants, I think, for every couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. It's been really good. Like, oh, yeah. I feel like we've grown more like spiritually together because like now we're like praying together. We're praying for our students Mm -hmm. together. Like we're reading over the passages together that, like that we're going to, that they're going to teach on on Wednesdays. And so like, yeah, we're getting to spend that time um, doing that. So it's really helped us like grow our marriage more Christ centered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a push. It's an encouragement, something Mm -hmm. to look forward to spiritually. And Mm -hmm. it helps you to prepare yourself spiritually so that you can go and bring that to others 100%. I'm Yeah, so proud of you guys. (laughs) I'm so proud of you guys. Literally, (laughs) like hearing your stories and just knowing the kind of people you are. I would look at you guys and never imagined your testimonies. Mm-hmm. Um, but to hear those testimonies is so powerful. Yeah. And for everyone listening, I know that they're just as, like, happy and blessed to hear it as I am, yeah. you know? Thank you guys for being brave.
1: <laughs> because not everyone can talk about their past, you yeah. know? It's hard, yeah. For sure, yeah. Yeah. But And I just want to say, like, we're so thankful, like, for the Thursday night squad, like yeah. we love you guys. Yes, so much. yes I love them too. Um, They're like awesome. just, I guess that's like a big thing. Like who you surround yourself with mm-hmm. is gonna play a huge part in your life. Like no matter 100%. how strong you think you are, like in your faith, if you're not around other people who are like fired up for God, like it's gonna be hard. Yeah,
0: no, that's in scripture. Someone's gonna yeah. pull someone. Yeah, yeah and guess what? doesn't always pull the right way, so it's going to pull down. It's only going to lead you to the things of the world.
2: Yeah, you got to have those people that are accountable for you, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's really key. Even in my life, it's been like, it's not the same having a community that's just so, like, I feel like our community, our Bible community, is so, like, humbly and, like, authentically trying to search for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And when you have people who are trying to live lives like that, it encourages you, it pushes you, and, like, I know, like, if I'm struggling with something, I can hit up Ali, be like, hey, Sister yeah. Ali, like, I'm going through this, and yeah. I really need your help, and I know she's going to be there for mm-hmm. me, yeah. and when you don't have those kind of people in your life, you don't have those friends in your life, it's really hard, because then it's like, who do I, like, go to here on earth physically that I can, like, get help from, yeah. you know, that's going to understand me, and that's going to encourage me in the right way, not Invite me to the bar to drink it off. Not invite me to the club to dance it off. But Mm -hmm. invite me to home, to their home, and to pray with them about this.
1: To point them to God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. I love you guys so much. Thank you for having us on. We (laughs) love you too. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, that tuned in today. Make sure you stay tuned and make sure you comment and let your, um, your... your response to this be known um and uh thank you for tuning in stay tuned for next thursday's um episode Bye. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 like comment subscribe <laughs>